Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast. Cousin Sal comes to you on a Friday morning along with all spaghetti and meatballs. They're fiddling with the knobs as they always do. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess and joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. Oh my God, what a morning. We lose meatloaf and Louis Anderson. I'm going back to bed. I'm not checking TMZ for uh, another month. This is terrible, Sheck. Goes on here. And we also lost uh, former NHL blue liner Randy Boyd. Played for many teams in the '80s. So yeah, I mean these not things as, come in uh, three. Not as uh, upset about that. I don't no, know. No, you're not. Me, okay. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I, I got to say, Louis Anderson. I uh, tweeted about this. Uh, it's important you announce when you tweet things that you think are funny. And so here I go. Uh, but no, this is not funny. I put Louis Anderson as Christine Baskets on my Mount Rushmore wow. of TV moms with Tammy Taylor. I think that's a that's one that people wouldn't have from Friday Night Lights. Edith Bunker and Florida Evans, almost guaranteed. But Tammy Taylor and Christine Baskets. I mean, Louis Anderson was terrific. Are you a Baskets fan? Either of you watch Baskets? Never saw I a minute never of it. Did oh, no. you'd love it, Shaq. You would love really? it. Martin, you would like it too. Oh, just do it. Oh, and it's quick and it's good. I mean, we like Zach Alphanakis and, and uh, Louis Anderson is terrific. Meatloaf. Not as huge uh, a meatloaf fan, but definitely a, a talent boy. I, I don't know. What I'm to actually do. surprised by that, Sal. I would think that really? that would have been one of your go-to's. Sal, people may not know this about Sal, but he loves mm-hmm. the karaoke, he, and he's and he's good at it. Oh, that's. Um, a t- I would say that's a monster karaoke to, to pull off there. I mean, he's. Oh, I'm surprised you know because your specialty. I, I I've witnessed you many times. I generally am more of a viewer than I am a participant in mm. in karaoke fests. Uh, uh, from yesteryear. Sal's specialty with the karaoke is duets, right? I'm, I'm surprised you never did that. Uh, did oh, that yeah. One. Well, the, I mean, yeah, Meatloaf's known for the ballads. I mean, like I said, opera singer really brings it. Uh, also, big, big uh, fantasy baseball player. I'm not even lying. I, I remember reading about how he was hmm. in like 10 fantasies. I think he uh, dated Jen Piacenti about a decade ago. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. Uh, wait a second. Wait a second. I know we have football games to talk yeah. about, but now you've you've piqued my interest as uh, as a goober. Mrs. Huxtable, would she sure. be in the conversation? She I think nah, right she got to be a pain in the man. ass, though. Very <clears throat> preachy, you know, as, as the kids got older. I think. Yeah. Well, I can't I think. Go ahead. So I can't think of the best TV moms, but I can definitely think of some of the worst TV moms. That's a good one, too. Go ahead. Hit us with one. I mean, like Delonda Bryce uh, from The Wire, naming Bryce's mom. Oh, I don't yeah, know if you guys yeah. watched that show, remember, but she was yeah. the one that was pushing him out to the corner. Right. Or, uh, Gemma Taylor and Sons of Anarchy. She was a pretty bad mom all around. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any of the best ones. Maybe I'm Tony just, Soprano's uh, mom was uh, was no great shakes. Carmella was great though. Carmella's great. Car- I, I, I maybe should have put her on there. She was terrific. They're, they're I think my maybe my favorite TV couple. I would have to say. But I'm uh, surprised you didn't shout out uh, the mom in What's Happening. She's great too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there, is that Mabel King? Yeah. Uh, big fan of hers. And um, what else? Well, I would say uh, Meredith Baxter Burney. Back from my uh, family ties. Oh, there's so she many. Was, so many she was she was also good. She was good, but again, a little preachy. Would you want her lording over you with her uh, with her left wing agenda? Her, her no, uh, no. Well, listen, didn't didn't 
didn't bother Alex P. Keaton. He went along and he oh, did indeed. his thing. A big, big uh, Ronald Reagan fan. And Christine Baskets was also a bigger. Watch some clips of Christine Baskets, at least. I, I know to sit down and tell somebody to watch a complete show is um, ridiculous in this day and age. But um, watch at least a few clips of Louis Anderson at Christine Baskets. There was some good news, though, today. Um, no active players on any remaining rosters tested positive this week. And then any of the remaining eight playoff rosters in the NFL, who knew? How do they do this? How did, did everyone just, uh, are they wearing a mask? I don't know, Shaq. I don't know how this happens, but I think they stopped testing. I just, oh, it's, I, it's I, just I magical. It's, yeah. it's the footballiest time of the year. No miracle yeah. is too great to achieve here. And I will say, I'm I'm very excited as a loser for because you know I, I of course my <laughs> my my hobby my when when you get down to it really what's my hobby it's watching other people do stuff and right. so <sighs> and, and so this divisional round sets up to be the best you know Peter Peter Schrager said the other day and I thought mm. that's I don't know he even announced he said I'm prisoner of the moment here um, mm. but I feel like Josh Allen's performance in the wild card game was maybe the greatest in the history of postseason football and mm. I thought nah, that can't be right and then I really did think it through through the Super Bowl era I pulled up like the full list of the 55 or however many Super Bowls there have been I've been like if any of those seasons were there so I just off the top of my head started like writing some down and I think he might be right and I think what we may also have coming, is the greatest showdown between two quarterbacks that our eyes will ever see. We saw Staubach and Bradshaw, Sal, mm. uh, Andrew Luck versus Alex Smith, and that one shootout thing was weird. But I don't know. This tracks to potentially be the greatest QB duel that we've seen in many moons. You're talking Bill's Chiefs? Mahomes, I'm sorry. You're, yeah, you're Mah- Mahomes yeah. and Josh Allen. Yeah, I was not talking about uh, right. Jimmy G against Aaron Well, not yet. Uh it could be. I saw your list. I appreciate your list. I'll go down. I just scroll down and see which Cowboys are on there. Danny oh, you White, looked 19, at it? Danny White, Cowboys, uh, 1980 against the Falcons. I'll take that. Uh, That's one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> People, yeah. I, 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 we're not going to do this now. We can do this anytime right. you want or probably never. But Danny White <laughs> is one of pro football's sort of forgotten, almost great. He would have been oh, a Hall no. of Famer. He Damn. follows Roger Staubach, and that was a heavy shadow to overcome. But he almost almost gets two and then would have won Super Bowls and he'd be in the Hall of Fame now and instead he's a footnote. My first favorite player and punted and did it all. Yeah, Arizona State, Danny. We should have Danny White on so I could just melt. uh, He punted. That's right. He would punt. He would be the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys and it'd be like, oh, we didn't make it on third down. All right, I'm going to take a few steps back and I'm going to catch the ball and punt it now. That's That that was crazy. Dave, yeah. t- you, you brought this point up earlier in the season. I mean, uh, when we were talking about Rodrigo Blankenship missing field goals, position players field goals. Yeah, they used to, that used to be much more common, much more like I am full fledged in favor of having your quarterback also be your punter, especially if like a guy like Dak, he's making seventy five million dollars a year. Yeah. It was. I don't give a good goddamn. Don't don't, don't, that doesn't have to be your your quarterback. (laughs) As I point out all the time, Paul Hornig, the Golden Boy, was the Green Bay Packers place kicker in the early sixties. He would he would run the ball, then he'd kick the ball, and then he made I think one third of all field goal attempts one year, and then they then they thought better of that and they moved on. But I I I I love Danny White must have been like you know I I had mixed feelings about the punting situation because if he if he goes three and out, he's got to be bummed at himself, right? uh, At no time to throw a tantrum on the sideline. Right now, you got to punt this away. You got to shine um, when you're kicking this ball, trying to <laughs> angle it in the coffin corner. Um, 
as far as the, you know, this was not as important, but I also have bad memories, obviously, of Tony Romo holding the ball against Seattle in the playoff game, that shiny K ball that didn't even belong on the field, and he gets um, dumped from behind. What was that, Trufant? Oh, my most hated play, I think. Even more, I think, than the Danny White uh, where he was involved with against the 49ers, Dwight. Clark. I will but, say yeah. this as we go into it, uh, our final seven games of mm. another pro football season and the stakes get greater, obviously, with each passing round. And that's exactly right. I feel like for some reason, the play by play guy and now Romo up in the booth himself will try to make it OK for the losing side. And I understand if you're a viewer at home and you wa- you're watching the final seconds of your football team, Romo or Nance or whoever else is calling the game will say, hey, this team has nothing to hang their head about. You mm-hmm. know, they have no as, as their season fades away. Like, yes, they do, because the <laughs> last six months or more have been devoted to this cause and they've come up short. If they ain't devastated, they ain't human beings. Of course, they're devastated. That one play by Romo is what lasts. I'm sorry to say this to you, Sal. I'm not trying to bum you or I your know, pal out, I know, but that's I, the play that you think about. So these are the it. stakes. I know, but those are, I, for some reason we want to soften. We want to dull the pain of it because fan bases will be like, that hurts too much to hear. I have to turn the channel and people don't want to do that. The stakes are real and they well, are luckily. significant and they will resonate for eternity, good or bad. Right. So these games are hugely important. That's why they're so fun. I know they're fun, but luckily you could just turn and almost definitely blame a referee or two on uh, the outcome of your game. I, don't, I, I guess that was the case in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, whatever, but yeah, Mark. No, it was definitely the case in the 2020, Sal, yeah. and I'll tell you, as another, Dave, I laughed at you earlier, but as a fellow loser, I'm actually looking and walking into this divisional weekend feeling like I may be able to walk into work on Monday, well, sign in on Zoom on Monday and, and actually have a smile on my face because the referees will not have royally screwed me for another year in, <laughs> in, in, in the playoffs. Well, I, this uh, week has different significance to me. I think this is my favorite weekend in sports. I really Mine do. too. Mine because too. You, have, yes. you, know, you could have said last week had six games and before we knew there were going to be terrible games. Um, there were six this week. There, there's four, but you got the bye teams, right? You can you can't say last week was better. There's no Aaron Rodgers. There's no one seeds uh, participating this week. You have that in college. I remember this being and it's still the case. The last time you can make a three team teaser. Oh, I would go crazy with the three team teasers <laughs> adding the 10 points because there's only four teams remaining. Um, you can't make a three-team teaser next week. I didn't fool with the over-unders. I guess you could still do that. But I was like, oh, my God, I can get Bengals plus 13 and a half, Packers plus four and a half, Rams plus that. That would be me in college. So there's a little – the melancholy starts to set in this week for sure. But let's uh, let's hit some of these. We should say the last 12 games, Martin, I know you like this stuff. The favorites in the divisional round are 10 and 2, and the spread against the spread, they're 8 and 4, margin of victory – a dozen. Let's start with that Saturday afternoon affair. They're getting the um, inferior game out of the way, which may not be. This could end up being the best game. Titans, three and a half point favorite over the Bengals. Derrick Henry props still not up on FanDuel. Um, don't know his availability. I thought he was all set to go. We've seen him practicing for two weeks. And then yesterday in the press conference, he's like, yeah, I'll go if I can go. Very strange, Martin. Which way are you going with this one? Yeah, I uh, I know this. I picked the Colts to win the AFC South, and it was in part because I think Derrick Henry either is an alien or he's going to get hurt this year. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he got hurt this year. I didn't think Julio Jones was going to be able to keep up at the same level after leaving Atlanta. 
And I still don't like, I still don't see it. Even after a week off, Derrick Henry has a steel plate in his foot. Dave question for you. Would Derrick Henry be allowed to take his foot off on the plane with the steel plate? I mean, take his shoe off on the plane with the steel plate in the foot. (laughs) I feel like that, that requires an extra, uh, you know, steel don't smell. The steel smells so bad. I think that would mask the um, the odors and everything. That's what nobody would ever let me up in first class where he surely sits, so he can do what he wants with his stinking <laughs> metal foot. No, that's good. But yeah, I, so I think uh, I, I, the Titans they are a fraudulent one seed, realistically speaking, and that's the reason why we have Bills Chiefs on the other end of this uh, pl- uh, playoff weekend. But I think the Bengals are going to win this game outright, and I'm taking them at three and a half. All and right. plus two, uh, TJ Hushmanzad is my part. I can't. I'm yeah, not. Yeah, you can't no. go against that. You no taught TJ, babyface Joel Solomon taught you to like the Bengals. That they were there was a team in Cincinnati. So we, I don't know how it happened, but you guys have been on the Bengals for a while. Uh, Sheck, which way you go in this game? In the movie industry, summertime is when all the big, splashy blockbusters come out. And that's what Mahomes v. Josh Allen is. But there's a little art house film called The Bengals Mm. and the Titans that's going to be wonderful stuff, too, and worthy of trophy consideration at, at the end of the year. I really think, as we keep talking about, I think the Bengals have a real shot. At, uh, at getting to the Super Bowl, as a matter of fact, so do the Titans. I refer you back to summertime when the Titans got Julio Jones and you and you really couldn't make sense of how how's anybody going to stop this offense? You know, if, if the offensive line holds up, how's anybody going to stop it? Well, now this is it. If you buy the Derrick Henry is anything close to full strength, they now present as a powerhouse offense. That said, I am on the Joe Burrow bandwagon here for the next couple of weeks. I got to ride with Cincinnati because I do think on the other side, and while it would be a fun, stylistic, fun matchup to see the survivor of Casey and Buffalo head to to Nashville, I want round two of high-end QB shootout, Cincinnati at whoever survives that game. I think that's what we're going to get. I'm going to take the Bengals here. Uh, It's a clean sweep. I like the Bengals as well, although this would be the nothing-would-surprise-me kind of game. I could kind of see Tennessee getting off to a little bit of a hot start. I I even bet Ferkser to score the first touchdown. Big, dopey white guy, 86. It's it's cold. And in Nash, Vegas, by the way, let's kill that Nash, Vegas crap. Nash, Vegas? Is that a thing? Oh, everybody. Oh, it's a thing. Oh, Oh, it's a big thing, Dave. Nash Vegas, Nash Vegas. It's a thing. Um, Derek Henry, I'm not sure. You know, you talk to some Titans fans. They don't think it matters as much to this game. They have Devonta Foreman's had two, three, uh, 300-yard games. Bengals run defense, fifth, fifth, uh, 102.5. Rushing yards per game. I think, uh, who was the, uh, Ernest Johnson? Was he the backup, uh, the star for for a minute? Yeah, for the Browns. He was the only one to have 100 yards in like uh, last eight or nine weeks. Meanwhile, Tennessee, 25th against the pass. If they could get to Joe Burrow, which has happened 51 times, he's been sacked. It's a giant number. They've curbed it to three a game, which is kind of good for the Bengals. If they could get to him, then it's a different story, turnovers and whatnot. I don't think, Check you talked about which quarterback poops the bed. I don't think it's Joe Burrow either, as long as his line protects him. I think this is they come back. It's a 22-20 final and potentially the most entertaining of, uh, of the uh, weekend. Could be fun. I also um, kind of feel like this is – up there with, I think either of the NFC games could get away from, mm-hmm. from one of the teams. I, I, I think this one's kind of bulletproof. This one's blowout proof because they both allow big plays. And if 
Tennessee does jump up early. I I would not turn the TV off and be like, well, that's it. Good season, Bengals. I would I, I think Burrow could shoot him back into it. And I also kind of buy it the other way around because of the weapons that uh, Tannehill has to him. Um, but by the way, you're to your point, Foreman is not a big drop off from Derrick Henry. Right. The difference is, is the fifth gear that Henry has is mm-hmm. that once he embarrasses you with a stiff arm, then he runs oh. for another 70 yards into the no, end. Dave, that's what I, no, no, do. no, Dave. No, no. <laughs> I no, I refuse to allow Sal to talk after what you just said because what you just said has to be addressed what? immediately. Because Sal shook his head and like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you did it with Tyler Huntley. You're gonna stop disrespecting <laughs> the best players in the NFL and saying that they're backup. No, Derrick Henry has like the fifth most rushing yards in the league right now. Hasn't played since Week Nine. There is a humongous drop off between him and Dante Foreman. That matters. I understand that Dante Foreman may have rushed for a hundred or so yards, but you were the one just a minute ago. This is when the games are the biggest, and this is when they matter on the biggest stage. No, you want you need to have all your guns going right now. I'm I, sorry. I have no doubt Mike Vrabel prefers to have 100 percent Derrick Henry, but I don't think it decides the, the game is the point. But this, um, but to, to make it seem as if no, it, I, I'll say it doesn't decide the game. However, everybody in Tennessee wants Derrick Henry to play. I tell sure. you that right now, including Dante Foreman. I agree with that. I don't think Foreman does, but okay. You know, but you know, it might be too much for Vrabel to handle for one 60-minute game. Everyone's talking about, oh, this is the first time Julio Jones and uh, A.J. Brown and and Derrick Henry have played together, whatever. It's like, all right, now figure out how you distribute it all. Um, Henry, by the way, I wanted to make a case for Derrick Henry. Oh, they ha- he has to be 100%. 109 yards in two playoff games. In the last two playoff games combined, 109 yards and, and no touchdowns. So we think about this brood of a back, and he's the best in the game for sure, but we have this vision of, oh, when it gets cold and Derrick Henry hasn't really lit it up in the last two playoff games. He was, um, by the way, very healthy for those games. So uh, I'm sticking with 22-20. I will say the other thing, these teams screwed me bad this year. I mean, every team I'm looking at on the board has, but I had the Titans against the Jets and against the Texans, and I had the Bengals against the Jets, so I'm going to... Um, Trust them a little less than maybe the next uh, three games. But Saturday night, 49ers at Packers, five and a half is the spread. You know, this is all year we we talk about what's the narrative, right? Go against the prevailing narrative. And I feel like there are like seven or eight trends, too many trends, too many negative scenarios against the 49ers here. Short week, right? Jimmy G busted up with the, the bum thumb and the bum uh, shoulder. Um, Fred Warner, Bosa, game time decisions. I guess they're both going to play. Green Bay getting defenders back, right? Zadarius Smith and Jair Alexander are supposed to be playing. Rodgers at home, 8-0, and oh, uh, 7-1 and one against the spread. They're going to lay it on. The, the, the best team is the MVP. Packers have made money for everybody all year round. And, uh, and it's only five and a half in Green Bay, like I said, short week. I don't know. What can I add to this? Every Everything points against the 49ers here, and I'm taking the Packers. I'm just doing it. 4-0 against spread in their last four divisional playoff games. I don't think it's close. I say 34-13 falls right on the over-under, which is, I think, 47.5. Sheck, what do you think? It's for me, it's about Jimmy G, the difference at the at sports most not the this sports, but all of sports most important position, the disparity between Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy G. That's the difference. So give me the touchdown um, and uh, the Packers to win by at least that much. But you're right, Sal. I talk about the stakes. 
And yeah. who's under more pressure? Who is more potentially going to feel the sting of the curse of supposed to Aaron Rodgers? That's who it all sets up. The whole year has been about like, I got to get away from this organization. They got, they, they haven't treated me well. They don't listen to me enough. Well, it all sets up. You're the number one seed. You came through clean on the other side, Aaron Rodgers, or did you? Cause if you don't get to the Super Bowl, then you still got that stink on you. I, I mean, this is this is the thing to root for if you're an objective fan, not because you don't like Rogers take on COVID or anything else, but he's put himself into the crosshairs now. And if he stumbles here, it sets up for the for the most entertaining or intriguing storyline of the offseason. Is oh. Aaron Rodgers going to call out Gutenkutz and be like, still wasn't my fault it was them. I told you we needed a receiver. They never addressed it. And that's why we're out. And that's why I got to get out of here. Or does he say? I let this town down. I got to come back now. Now He's I'm going to be a pain in the ass no matter what. He, if they win the Super Bowl by 40 points, he is going to be all the news all over the summer. And as as one of the few that stayed with the idea that um, that Aaron Rodgers remains with the Packers. I could, I can guarantee you, he, he's not going to shut up, win or lose. But yeah, well, you do think he'll for so you think he'll still say if they win the Super Bowl and their parades and he's the hero of Wisconsin for all of time. You think that that ends with him saying like, I still want out. Send me I to think Denver. it becomes a little more difficult because I think he want you can't just say, hey, I don't want to play in Green Bay anymore. My girlfriend doesn't like it here. I, you cannot say that. So he has to come up with these other excuses of how they haven't built around them and everything. Yeah, that becomes a little more difficult after they win the Super Bowl. But he's a pain in the ass. He won't shut up. I don't know. Bob, I, am I, wrong I honestly think that if, yeah. if Aaron Rodgers gets another ring, he can LeBron it and be like, all right, Cleveland. Yeah. Thanks for the memories. I'm going to go to, to the Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But no, yeah. but no, I, th- I really do think so. I, but I don't think he's going to leave. I think the first of all, I think the Packers win this game. I think they roll, quite honestly. If the four, the, the biggest thing that will concern me is the 49ers defensive line uh, being able to get to Rodgers. Mm. But as we've seen the Packers all year, Rodgers is getting the ball out at Brady level speed or Brady's getting the ball out at Rodgers level speed, depending on how you look at it, I guess. But, you know, it just and Bakhtiari is supposed to be back. Jair Alexander, I feel like we've been waiting on him since Derrick Henry broke his foot to see if he was going to be able to play. So I'm not banking on it, but I do think that I think the Packers are everything points to the Packers. I forgot Bakhtiari is going to be back. I think he played a few snaps against the Lions, but God, zero degrees Saturday night in Lambeau, short week, injured quarterback. They look the shittiest out of any team that advanced last week, the 49ers. If they play like they played against the Cowboys, they're going to lose this game by 35. But I'll tell you this, Sal. We're too excited about this Packers minus five and a half. But what's got me on the Packers, though, Sal? You told me this uh, earlier this year. Everything works out for Aaron Rodgers. Everything works out for Aaron Rodgers. He's going to win the MVP. (laughs) He's going to win the Super Bowl this year. He's going to get a fifty million dollar a year contract extension to stay in Green Bay. That's the way I see it. Or at least it'll be on the table. Rodgers has had Rodgers has had literally probably like what you would for people like me who care about such things, legacy games and all that. And Brett Favre and whoever else can be like, that's a fan thing. Players don't think about that. Yeah, they do. They absolutely think about where they stand in the hierarchy of uh, their peers. Obviously, they care about that crap. It's nonsense when they claim they don't. Rodgers has had like eight or 10 of these postseason games since he won that Super Bowl. This now feels like the biggest because he's put himself in. He dropped himself into the hot water in summertime or I'm sorry, before the draft with all the Mm. draft talk. He has to deliver now. They have the number one seed. This is 
they're, you know, uh, slightly less than a touchdown favorite here. They have to win this game. Um, I think they will. Yeah, I, I will it. say I this, though. Yeah. If if Jimmy G comes out and Kyle Shanahan schemes it so he only throws if he Jimmy G throws less than 10 passes and the 49ers win this game, Aaron Rodgers is burning out of Green Bay. Yeah. There's no chance. I think they only had 57 yards rushing again. I mean, that's of course their attack is the 49ers rushing game. But when they played in the regular season, you don't want to lend too much weight to it. But uh I'll give you a, a prop here. Devontae Adams, some of these guys just to score a touchdown, the number is so low. It's like minus 120, and you look at Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup and uh, Travis Kelsey. They've all scored like five out of six. So you look, the trends are all the same. Five out of the last six games they've scored. Kelsey Odell scores too. A, in every playoff game. You know, it's like I, I just think that those numbers are low. I would go Adams uh, for first touchdown for sure. Or not first touchdown, but anytime touchdown. Basically, even odds just a little worse than even odds. All right, let's take a – but wow, we agree on everything so far. Let's try to mix it up after a quick break. All right, Rams, Bucks, let's talk about it Sunday. Uh, I I said this weekend is my favorite in terms of playoff games and the way it it stacks up. But Sunday specifically, Sheck, oh, my God, Rams at Bucks and Bills at Chiefs. This stage in the game, I guess this could have been Cowboys, Bucks, son of a bitch. (laughs) <laughs> um, this, 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 it's still pretty good. Rams at Bucks, Bucks minus three, uh, Rams one week three, 34, 24, lots changed. Um, plus Von Miller, plus Odell Beckham, plus Cam Akers and Eric Weddle. Rams lose Deshaun Jackson, Robert Woods and Kenny Young. I, to me, it comes down to this. You look at the calendar, it's January 21st. Shaq, you know, we we buy Christmas trees at different times, right? Like, so you get it like the week after Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving right. weekend you get it? I think yeah, it's we a get it early. Yeah, you know? for me it is too, but it does make the house smell nice. I think it's the same thing um, for this. You look at the calendar. Is it too early to bet against Tom Brady? And I'm, I'm going to do it. It might be too early just on the calendar. You may have to get to the 28th or February 5th or something before you really should consider betting against Tom Brady, but against these Rams as a buck, he's 0-2, 0-2, only 9.7 yards per completion versus 11.4 in all their teams. Rams 5-2 and against the spread in the last seven. I took the Rams to win the Super Bowl over the Bills. I'm going to stick with that part of it, just them advancing this game, because what we're getting is the Rams coming off their best game. That was their most complete game i know maybe the cardinals helped out by being terrible but that was their most complete game we saw monday that's the team i picked to go to the super bowl even though i didn't know they'd have Odell beckham and uh, all those other pieces i'm taking the rams in an upset martin what do you like i like the rams too so we're three for <laughs> me and you are wow. three for three at least uh i don't think we've ever had this much agreement but you listed off all those players that the rams have added since that week three uh rematch Oh, the Buccaneers, minus Chris Godwin. Yeah. Gronk got knocked out of that game. Tristan Wirfs is probably not going to go. And if if he does, we saw him fall back down on Philadelphia on the field. It didn't look too great. And Ryan Jensen might not go to center. Mm-hmm. And he is what like, how many centers do you actually know their name and like how how they are as a person? It's obviously he's Brady center. But it's like this guy is supposed to be like this, you know, you know, essentially a you know raging beast of a man who plays center and everybody hates him. And it would be nice to have him against Aaron Donald. But I think the the biggest difference here is, is without the offensive line, 
Because that was the thing. Brick, he's lost Godwin. Gronk was broken ribs and all AB's gone. The offensive line was relatively still intact, relatively mm-hmm. still able to give Brady the time to, you know, figure it out. What happened when he was in New England and he didn't have the same weapons? It, it, it regression. And mm-hmm. I think that you, the Bucks team have had the, the last couple games, they've been getting by. And I think that ends. And also, this is a weird thing. It made me think about it this game. Gronk broke his ribs in this game and came back in. Yeah, Godwin tore his ACL, and then he was running on the sideline after after the period, after the point. And then Wirfs, whatever he did with his leg, came back in in the Philly game. Antonio Brown may have had a point about Tampa Bay's injury staff or medical staff. What was it? He was like <laughs> the essentially like they make guys go out there when they're really hurt, and like ah. they make them test it and double check and triple check, and it's like, nah, bro, I'm hurt. Uh, you know, it's like make his like he always uh, pushes them to well, do. Well, he's it. bound to have one point in the, the many, many um, inexplicable rants. But yeah, you <laughs> might be right. Might be right about that. Uh, Shaq, I think you're going Rams, also, aren't you? I, against my better judgment, yeah. what am I doing? I swore off betting against Tom Brady, especially in the postseason. And yet, you were the here, one. And yet here, here we are. What, what what am I to do? Yes, Matt Stafford. The 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 simple math is: Can Matt Stafford? avoid the bad picks here. If he does, if he doesn't, you know, uh, choke, basically choke is what it comes down to, then the Rams should win this game because practically speaking, as we, as, as Marty Weiss just covered there, there is a deficit of capable pass catchers there in Tampa. Brady has made stars out of plenty, plenty of pedestrian guys named Amendola and otherwise over the years. But the specific matchup that you would think that the that Mike Evans needs to get off, right? Well, you have Jalen Ramsey, the best cover corner in the league, presumably locking him up. And now talk about legacy stuff. And Matt Stafford and Brady, obviously, I, I think we'll we'll remember him as as being good whether he wins or loses this game. But how about Aaron Donald? Everybody, all the all the smarts want to like it's not in fact Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers who's the best at football. It is Aaron, it, it is Aaron Donald who is the best at, at football. It's time to show it. Ryan Jensen is hobbled. Wirfs is going to play, it appears. Nevertheless, this should be a an advantage for the best player in the world to get off against Tom Brady. He does not like pressure from the inside. Who would? I think that uh, if Donald dominates as this game sets up for him to do, the Rams win this one. Rams move on. And by the way, one more point. These are SEC guys. This is Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham, and and, and uh, that ilk going down there. This is a favorable matchup. Like we said, you don't want them going up to Lambo, which is probably where they have to go next week. But in the here and now, this sets up nice. Florida for a playoff game, beautiful. We love it. Oh yeah, no, they're loving you know, it. It just yeah. means more in the SEC, right, Chuck? That's what it I've just heard. Means more. That's yeah. what I've heard. I hope Tampa doesn't have any SEC players because really only <laughs> one team should be SEC represented in this game. Um, here's what's scary for uh, the Rams backers like us: Brady in the divisional round, last nine games. Obviously, this takes into account it's Patriots days. Nine and zero, eight and one against the spread, three hundred and four passing yards, twenty-two to four touchdown and interception. Seven of the nine wins came by ten or more points. So we could look like idiots, right? I feel like Sunday you really could look like an idiot. Like, oh, my God, I bet against Mahomes at home. Holy crap. I bet against Brady. What am I doing? You really could look stupid or or you could look like a genius. I don't know. I'm uh, 
McVeigh, I'll read you one more against the spread as an underdog, nine and four. Um, pretty good. Uh, I just want to see it twice in a row out of that Rams defense, Shaq, just like you said. We've seen it flashes of brilliance. Yes, this is what it's supposed to add up to, right? But um, let's do it two times in a row. What do you say, Martin? It's just fascinating that both of these teams added defensive backs who were on the couch at the start of the season who yeah. played significant roles for them. Richard Sherman's hurt now, but <laughs> Eric Weddle started a playoff game. <laughs> then he hadn't played football in some 700 days. And Richard Sherman was playing a big role for this team. You have this is interesting. Like the defenses, the, it's all about the defensive front for me because it's, it, that's why I think it's about. Von Miller is going to have the big impact in this game. And I think that you see, like, the, the way the Rams beat Baltimore with uh, with uh, Odell Beckham converting the fourth, scoring a touchdown, and Von getting the sack, and the way that they played against Arizona, I feel like that is exactly the blueprint of what they want to do. Mm. And you see Stafford being able to get the ball on those deep over routes to Van Jefferson. That's what Jared Goff couldn't. I feel like this offense right now is, is at its, like, finest uh, – Highest heights, I don't know. Yeah, it does seem like, you know, Beckham got really thrust into a nice situation here. Okay, you won it over Baker, right? Uh, obviously, uh, Beckham wasn't the problem there. But um, pretty nice situation, right? When teams are trying to double-team the Cooper Cup guy, the guy who's running like seven-yard routes, trying to figure out how to cover that guy, it uh, leaves some open. And, you know, Stafford uh, missed him a couple of times. He could have had some long touchdown. It could have been worse uh, last week. And definitely the week before. Well, but and you so. take away, and, and, and of course you you take Robert Woods out of the mix for the Rams. But you know, I I keep pointing to it, and I, mm. it more or less has has held up here that the consistent result between a specific matchup and two teams over the last two three years, and you know, week three twenty twenty one feels forever ago. But for what it matters. The Rams added Odell Beckham and the Buccaneers since then have taken away two of their three superstar right. pass catchers. So this is this should, you know, if One that game. holds, I mean, the Rams killed the the cards in the second go around and, mm. and, and then beat them a third time. So proving the non fluke factor, I, it feels like the Rams should win this game. The thing that would get in the way is the pressure that Stafford feels sure. to, uh, in terms of his legacy and all the doubters and all that kind of stuff. Five and two Rams against the spread in the last seven. Uh, all right. Well, this is ridiculous. We're nine for nine for agreeing with each other now for these three games. Nobody took Brady. That's loco. That's wrong. We're all going <laughs> to I mean, I, I figured that this Monday. was going to be a split because uh, I, I'm old enough to remember week four when you declared Tom Brady inevitable. He said he's Thanos. I'll never bet against him. And since then, you just have, have continually done so. It's so tough. I mean, we're getting the Rams at their hottest. I know it's only one game, and two weeks ago, they lost to the 49ers to let them in the playoffs. Thanos yeah. remains powerful, Marty Weiss. But as somebody who's re-watching with the little ones, with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damascheck on down, watching those movies, Thanos is powerful no matter what. But you've taken away a couple of those jewels Mm. Out of his thing named uh, Antonio Brown and Chris. Oh, Godwin. wow. Interesting. Mm. See, it's poetic almost. All right. I, I think one of us is going to disagree um, with the other two here. At least uh, I, this is such a weird one. Bills at Chiefs. This is the Sunday night-ish game, right? It's going to be about 630 KC time. They get two hours, three hours on us. I don't know. Anyway, Chiefs. Two disrespected don't even get the uh, obligatory three at home in fact it was two and a half and went down to one and a half now feel like a lot of the sharps are on the bills who thrashed them 
earlier in the season, but it makes me like the Chiefs even more. I don't know. I think you're getting them at an amazing number here. Chiefs is a small favorite last nine, seven and two, seven and two against a spread. Small favorite is three or fewer. Look, it could come down to the last possession. Like, how, how am I going to go crazy saying, oh, the Chiefs are going to crush them? The Bills were dominant. But as I said earlier in the week, that might have been a special case where you catch the Patriots a little off guard. You're better than the Patriots. You want to run it up on the Patriots and Bill Belichick. When are we going to get this chance in front of a, uh, a national audience like this? I said that was the best of the Bills. We're going to see about 75% of that, and we're going to see the Chiefs win in a slugfest, though. I would take every over prop you can. There are props where each team will score two touchdowns in each uh, half. Um, you could. There, there's a prop on Fandle. Both teams will score 25 or more points. It's plus 176. I don't know how that's getting a plus in front of it, but it does. But I'm taking the Chiefs, I don't know, 37-34. Mm. That kind of thing. Uh, Shaq, I think you're taking the Bills. You're correct. I am yeah. going to take the Bills. The Chiefs, it felt like, well, didn't feel that way. It was empirical evidence that the, the Chiefs had the Bills number until this year. And so I have to ride with the most recent evidence that the Bills are better than the Chiefs. And I get you. We can refer to the numbers and everything, but I I, I don't do that. That's not my mm. way, Sal. That's your thing. I use my heart and my gut, and they serve me well. And I know deep down in those two organs, and also deep in my balls, I know that the Bills have the superior defense. That's what matters in what should still be an all-time shootout between the two. I think the Bills get one or two turnovers to make the difference here. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills. Mm. And, and, you know, listen, it'd be great times because, uh, you know, what would be fun? Them having a, uh, a title game up there. So Bengals at Bills is going to be my pick for next week in the here and now. I think it's uh, it's, be fun. it's it's it, the, the bet of the weekend, though, as you already touched on the over here. You got to I mean, got to go over what yeah. what evidence is there that this one is going to go is going to be 24, 21. It's not. I say even if it's 13-10 at half, I'm like, I don't care. There's probably there'll be an explosion of points in the in the second half um, for sure. Yeah, Jeff Schwartz, who obviously uh, you hosted minus three with, he's a regular guest. Um, I'm hosting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lively Mitchell Schwartz, Mitchell yeah. Schwartz's brother, right? Mitchell Schwartz's brother, that guy. <laughs> right, right, Mitchell right, Schwartz yes. actually ended his career with the Chiefs. Jeff Schwartz didn't, but Jeff is a much bigger Chiefs fan for some reason, and. Uh, it, boy, talk about the disrespect. He goes crazy about it, but and he likes the Chiefs, but that's like asking Odell Beckham's father who who the best receiver is, right? I mean, this is really... Um, but anyway, his big point is what kind of Bills team are we going to get here? Well, I think that 9-6 loss against the Jaguars is enough in the rearview mirror. Obviously, we can point to some bad Chiefs losses or performances or something. I think what you're going to get out of the Bills last month is uh, probably... Uh, similar to what we'll see at Sunday night, but not quite the level of what they put up against the Patriots. What do you like? Martin, you're on my side, I'm going to guess. No. Whoa. Uh, I'm not. I, uh, as I watched the Chiefs and the Steelers wrap up, I ran to the ticket window and was first in line to slam Bills two and a half. Hmm. I got it Sunday night. Why do you, you couch it like that what you saw in that game in Arrowhead is what informed you betting against the Chiefs? What did you see that made you doubt that team? 
because Dave, and I mean no disrespect to the Pittsburgh Steelers in this analysis. However, I just believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are a uh, superior football team to them, and it did prove to be hmm. the point. In a but, bold, bold take. <laughs> I know, real hot. This is gonna be six thirty, nine thirty a.m. FS one. You can get more of that. No, but uh, I know it was a slow start, but I don't think but, they got it. But I just feel like they play with their food, and I feel like they're back playing with. Like, I just feel like they're back taking it they're going to need to get punched in the mouth first mm. to then be like oh snap let's go play a football game again and this bills team i have been trying to bet against them all for the last like two years i've, I've been wrong 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 mm. consistently and after after the jaguars you know after the nine after the nine six whatever i was like oh i, I might finally be vindicated and after the three pass Loss was Mac on my phone. They're just they're they're playing at a different level since those games. It have was happened. the second <laughs> half in Tampa where they they turned it on. Right? They They've just been a different they just game flipped since. the switch. Even though they, they just flipped it, the yeah. switch, and mm-hmm. and, it, and it defensively, and I just and I think they shutting back, and they, they built this team to beat Kansas City, and along the way took care of the Patriots as opposed to building right. a team that was going to smash the Patriots and then have their luck in the playoffs. Well, this will make you feel good. Josh Allen, you know, don't think of him as a quarterback that needs to prove himself in the playoffs. Um, playoff career, yards per game, passing 338, touchdowns 11, interceptions 1, over 100 passer rating. So, um, this is not, you know, obviously pressure on all teams, but Josh Allen could do it and he could do it on the road and put up good numbers. I have to say, I thought this was a very even game. The deciding factor to me was Jarek McKinnon. He's playing great. I mean, he's not mm-hmm. having uh, lofty rushing totals for sure, but the one-two punch there, catching passes out of the backfield, running the ball, that's the one thing the Chiefs couldn't do to hold the lead. I think they could if it comes down to the fourth quarter and they have like a four, five-point lead they'll be able to uh, waste the clock away. But great one. Obviously, um, I would would have preferred this be the AFC championship game, but it's nice. Um, What's it matter to you? Keep bellyaching about that. Everybody moaning. Why isn't this? Who cares? It's a playoff game. It counts. It matters. I just want next week to be a little more special than this week. Bills, Chiefs. The TV networks hate this one, Dave. I like the Yeah, the the, fine. Well, I'll tell you, whoever survives, if they have to go to Nashville next week, you still, it, it will maintain the stylistic weird matchup. And so it'll be interesting to see, but then we'll all be like the soul of football will be on the line. If that's the case, we'll be like, Oh my God, please don't let the Titans get well. Who wants to talk for two weeks about the Tennessee Titans in the Super Bowl? We're getting close to that. And are that's the Titans, what, are they, uh, they're, they're not a favorite against either of these teams, right? Are they a two, right? No. Martin, two point That's a good underdog? question. Two or three. I think. Against I either? think that they would be. Yeah, because they'd be the home. They'd be the home team no matter what. I see. Yeah, definitely will be. Still catching a couple. I don't see any bigger than three and a half though. I don't no, see them no, being yeah. three and a half. But yeah. yeah, for sure, I think. I think you probably see Chiefs minus two and Bills maybe I guess minus it one and a half. If they blow out the uh, the Bengals, it's a different story. But I and we're, we, well, the thing that we maybe are doing that, that that is a mistake on our part, and we'll realize it after the fact. Even though I'm saying it now, and we're still not acknowledging it, even though I'm going to say it out loud now, is that the the import of the of the buy that that it's like well the Bengals match I think they should be able to beat the Titans yeah the Titans had two weeks off and that is big uh, clearly based yeah. in the last 20 years of evidence if you have a buy you you go to the Super Bowl in all likelihood Chiefs had I mean, last week off too pretty much though let's not uh, how rude. dare you don't be don't, uh, hey, don't, don't be don't be rude There's but no if reason. you've listened for the last 40 minutes you know the NFL playoffs are in full gear yes 
Everyone gets in on the action with a risk-free bet at FanDuel Sportsbook. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel, already have an account. All customers get up to $10 back if your same game parlay doesn't win. So try not to win. That's what I've been telling you for years. No, but you get $10 back if you don't win. Same game parlays let you combine multiple bets from one matchup for a big payout. So, Shaq, we could say you could actually mix it up a little. You could say Bill's on the money line. You could say Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown. And, Martin, what would be something else you'd throw on the same game parlay? You got Bill's on the money line, Kelsey touchdown, Allen over rushing yards. Beautiful. Don't overthink it. Do it. Combine bets on the money line, point spread, player stats, and more. Uh, this is the market leader, America's number one sports book. Easy to use, easy to place your bet, fast payouts, and you get paid in as little as two hours sometimes. If you already have an account, just place your risk-free same game parlay on, on any divisional round game to qualify. And if it's your first time betting with FanDuel, you can enjoy 30 to 1 odds on any team in a divisional round. Take the Packers to win after using promo code extra points. Turn $5 into 150 bucks. That's promo code extra points on the FanDuel Sportsbook app is it worth it to take a pup to do a graphic for a pup of the week this would be our last pup of the week if we if do your how about your single best bet of the weekend now is that worth it i don't don't know know. i don't i I mean a pup of the week i would take the rams and you guys would take the forget about the the number would you take the bills or the rams for the my i would have to go with the i'd go with the bills all for right. my pup of the Check. week. What would you say, Bengals? What we're basically saying, which dog do we feel yeah. more yeah. sure about? If you say Bengals, I think it's worth um, making a graphic. But if we're all Rams, Rams, you know. I, it's That's my lowest confidence is uh, that the Bengals just, uh, again, the lowest because confidence. of the, the yeah. So I, I'll go, which result am I most confident in? I can't believe I'll say it. I'm going to say the Rams. The Rams, really? I, right. I've beaten, beaten Brady. Wow. Uh, I'm saying the Packers. I think the you're so sure about the Packers. I know. You, I, I, I gotta the, stick with it because that's gonna be the one I'm angriest with if it's a blowout. I'm like, oh my god, I was all over that. There were 47 reasons to take them. Jimmy G in his tiny hands in the cold is not gonna be able to pull this off. I actually don't think he makes it to the finish line. I think we see Trey Lance. I think they beat him up back there, Sheck. I think that's uh, that's that's fun that that may come to pass. But again. This all tracks that the, the the Packers are the most decisive favorite mm-hmm. here and everything else. If they lose this game, all this thing about Rodgers is going to want out. I I ask you, look at getting the Wayback Machine a dozen years ago. Indulge me this, fellas. I love playing what if. I love doing NFL uh, with pro football and changing one event and seeing how it tracks and changes uh, changing mm-hmm. changes history. Mm-hmm. If the Steelers beat the Packers in Super Bowl 45, <laughs> well, just think about this. That's Rodgers' yeah. only Super Bowl appearance. If he right. doesn't put on a show and they don't win that or whatever, the Steelers almost rally in the fourth quarter there. If they pull that one out, forget what it does for Roethlisberger's career, and it does a lot for how we perceive him if he has three Super Bowls rather right. than two. But anyway. Or we can, what if they lose to Seattle, which they could have. He was, had he was had a terrible game and. You know, uh, barely beat Arizona. I like to have yeah. I like to have fun, but you go too far sometimes. Sal, yeah. that's not fun at all to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Rodgers loses that Super Bowl. Then let's say everything tracks the same for the Packers. They go 15 and one, but they lose to the Giants. They go to that NFC title game in Seattle with, with Rodgers hobbled and they almost win and they blow that big lead. Then he puts the overtime. They still lose that game. All these legacy games where they come up just short and they never get back to a Super Bowl. At this point, let's go to the draft uh, March or whatever that was. It was spring 2021. Aaron Rodgers says, I want out. Don't the Packers and their fans go, okay, goodbye. Well, here, we'll know. trade you, Denver. Here, here you go, Denver. Take our guy. And if he loses this one, and by the way, how that then affects who's QB and where this past season, Carson Wentz goes to the Colts in March. Um, Matthew Stafford gets traded in January mm. to the Rams. But <laughs> if you take him, if Rodgers loses to to Brady last year, are they sort of like, here you go, Rams, you want a high end QB? You can have Aaron Rodgers. Because Matthew Matthew Stafford, this then means Matthew. Yes. Then Matthew Stafford goes to the Colts and the Colts are the hot ticket item right now. They're still a factor in the AFC as we sit here and converse where Carson Wentz is. Who knows? Who cares? But that one game does swing things massively uh, over the know. last 12 I, years. I, yeah, Carson yeah, Wentz is in if, Pittsburgh if, if, because Ben Roethlisberger has retired. That's what it is. Maybe, oh, you know what? You know what? He probably would be. If you agree with all 40 of your long shot propositions in that scenario, then yes, you're you're right. What long shot? There was zero long shot propositions. It, what, Aaron Rodgers was the MVP. It didn't matter what he did. Their decision based on 2005 last you year. You think if he that, loses this game that Packers faithful are going to be like, we got to keep Rodgers. Oh, I'm going don't let him. Please thing. don't leave, Aaron. I, please don't. I'm just saying that that's exactly where their mindset the would have been a year together ago. And says, I know he won MVP this year and uh, he's by far our best option, but he didn't win that Super Bowl against the Steelers. Maybe we should let him go. I don't know. I don't think they, oh, I don't think they think like that. I, I think. I think you are incorrect. <laughs> I, I think you're incorrect. He, great, the, yeah. the gravity of never having won a Super Bowl. If he's 21st century Marino yeah. and can't even get to a Super Bowl, there would be a stink on you him very different than option. the one exists right now. still have to have a better option. And I don't think anyone would have thought it was Carson Wentz, regardless of what happened. I don't know. They, they drafted Jordan Love. They thought something was going on, even though they went 13-3. and three. The bounce back of Rodgers has now made Gutenkunst and company look silly for drafting Jordan Love. But again, take away that Lombardi from Rodgers and we regard him differently. Wow, what a talent. Wow, he's spectacular. He's very much like Marino, though, for whatever reason, man. He just doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't equal postseason success. There would be a very different conversation going on right All now. right, maybe. Maybe. And if he loses this game, who oh, in Green Bay is going to be like, we got to keep this guy. Don't let this I guy. I think a lot of people in Green Bay would want to keep one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He's going to like, MVP two years mean? in a row. You, that, not, you, if he, not if he had, didn't have a Lombardi this deep in. How many keep after he won a Super Bowl? He had, and, I mean, what are you talking about? That's, not a, that's exactly I'm the just, point. He saying, already had, the, like, he had three Super Bowl appearances. Nobody would be like, say, you got to move on from one of the three or four best in Super Bowl history, which is that, which is exactly where Roethlisberger would place had he won a third one. We would, it would be understood. Well, yeah, of course. He's, he's okay. up there. He's behind Brady. He's ahead of Elway. He's ahead of, that's how you would talk about Roethlisberger if he had won that one game. Meantime, Rodgers, yeah, I think you for you both forget 
It's it's a stink when you don't get to a Super Bowl. Dan Fouts never got to a Super Bowl. Ergo, he can't be in a conversation about who's the best or where where he places because well, the guy I, never I got to a Super it around Bowl. On you, if in my scenario that Big Ben doesn't win the nail biter against Arizona or the game he played awful against Seattle, there's no. Um, you know, there's no obligation to keep him around these last three years where he's shit up the first half of every single game. So for sure, it's the same kind of thing. But the the difference is Aaron Rodgers is winning MVP, so it's hard. And <laughs> if, ask Eddie Spaghetti how tough it is. The the, the one thing is you can get rid of all these guys, but you got to come up with a better replacement. Eddie Spaghetti's calling for Joe Judge's head, much like uh, all the Giants fans are. And now we're laughing at every interview they do. Like, oh, my God, I don't want that. Right, Spaghetti? And now it's like, oh, God, I, you, you, you can't really you, – you have to, like, you have to take what's coming to you at that point. Not yeah, a lot of great options out Let's there. do my what if of the Giants never lost all those games since 2016 and they're in a much better position. I like that what if. All right, let's do that. <laughs> Which one? Plexico shooting himself? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, let's just... I, People forget that team. Spaghetti fights just, for that a lot. There he, were he BBs does. in that gun instead of a real... Yeah. It is funny because I can harken back 30 years ago and be like, that team is uh, is disrespected. It is weird in the last decade the Giants were that team and then Plexico shoots himself. Those playoffs right. are very different for the, for the Giants. That was their best incarnation. Right Baby there. face, jump in here as a Steelers fan and uh, just as a Damashek theory uh, fan enthusiast. I, I think he's too much Marvel stuff. I, like he has the time stone and he's trying to use the time stone. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is universally <laughs> known as better than Big Ben. I mean, Big Ben never won MVPs and, uh, oh. you know. That's uh, I'm talking about I'm talking about the nosebleed section of of like who's the best of the very best. And Dan Marino doesn't make the list of best quarterback of all time for Mm. one particular reason. I wonder what that is. If you put Aaron Rodgers in that same category, we would regard him differently. Be like, boy, he's awesome. Hmm, Never never won a Super Bowl. And that's exactly how Marino is treated. I don't don't think that's why. I think it's the passing game has has gone to a different level since Marino retired. All these guys in Marino. Those era, I think he would still be, but sure, of course, the Super Bowl would have helped. All right, Martin. Yeah. Well, this is also like Brady. Like it's kind of be really, it's really tough, right, at this point to be like anybody's greater than Brady because no. he's been in so many Super mm-hmm. Bowls. But part of the reason why, part of the reason why Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been in more Super Bowls is because of mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Part of the reason why some of these guys haven't won Super Bowls is because of Tom Brady. So Wait, it's like, it's but a, yet, and yet Martin, this is, I, I just want to point this out. You guys are all picking Matthew Stafford to be Brady <laughs> in the playoffs. As, well, a wise see, man, as, a, as a wise man just uh, said, and I think we know who he is. I'm just saying, uh, I'm just saying. Harry says oh. that a lot. Yeah. I'm just well, saying. Those, <laughs> says that too. those Tom Brady, though, that, that Tom Brady was much younger. Much closer to my 32 age than he is to the ages of these two gentlemen I'm sharing the microphones with today. Mm. Ouch. Uh, Joel, you had a problem with uh, Dave's wide receiver, top tier wide receiver theory, too. You floated to me. Well, we, uh, I, I, this theory I, I do love. I love when Dave theories and uh, we, we, TJ Hushmanzada actually put this to rest, but uh, top tier wide receivers don't win the Super Bowl. And this year we've got nothing but top tier wide receivers on basically every team but the Titans. So I just wanted to get Dave's. Hush put it to rest. No, he made a comment and <laughs> didn't put it to rest. Didn't refute really. Well, none of those guys landed in good situations. None of the best wide receivers of the 21st century were in good situations, apparently, Hoosh said. And that's well, why Cal- not- 
Yeah, you're not counting Mark Mike Evans as a top tier, I guess. Um, well, I, I love Mike Evans. Is he, he in that conversation of like Samuel. the? He wouldn't count Diggs and Debo Samuel. I'm I'm looking at this list now, uh, Joel. Well, Dave, I got I got one for you. Tyreek Hill is the Tyreek Hill for like a guy in his prime. Well, Antonio mm-hmm. Brown got one with the Bucks, but he was you know he wasn't the feature. Oh, Julio Jones won it. Well, it wasn't Julio Jones's fault. Atlanta lost the Super Bowl. No, I'm, I'm just I telling you. I'm, 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 I'm telling you, we're excuse. We're 21 years right into the millennium, and I, I'm mm-hmm. pointing to Tyreek Hill as the best. In his prime wide receiver winning a world receiver. This is Tory Holt giving you the middle finger. Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce both. Yeah. Got Super Bowl rings. Nineteen. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, we just a few weeks ago, we hey, Tory, oh, you know, you're a real. I, I, you're in my Hall of Fame. I okay. said century. I said this century. That was 1999, Marty Weiss. So I'm. So I. Uh, oh. I, I remain correct on Wait. that front. I think it's weird. I don't know how it's, it's happened, but it count. is. It is a fact that that, that New Hopkins and Julio Jones and uh, Randy Moss and uh, did I say Calvin Johnson? I don't know who else. They never won a Super Bowl in this millennium. It's weird. All right. I, it looks like it's going to happen to a, a top tier receiver this year, but we'll see. Hey, how about TJ Watt uh, checking his phone at halftime to find out if he had um, eclipsed the sack record? That's not, you don't want that check. You want that in your clubhouse? It's not a team player. <laughs> You're right. You got a shot Coach, at the Chiefs. They, they got to get rid of Coach Tomlin. He doesn't control that locker room, dude. I mean, like, them, he just lets them run around on their cell phones, this and that. I don't know. Dude, go move on from that, dude. The standard has gone lower with Coach Tomlin. It is a little weird to admit that. It's one yeah, thing to do it, but you don't have to oh, admit God. it. They all – listen, it, the, the idea – I they, know, but why do you admit it? You're down to well, that's true, like, right? Yes, just keep. Yes, that's exactly right. The choice to concede you looked right. it up is is the problem. Yeah, do it, of course. Of course, all these guys care about what their numbers are. They get paid out as a result of it. Right. Yes, this is a pre, this is their profession. Uh, what do you do? I just go ask a staffer. Ask. I, I'd ask the staff like, yo. Find out how many sacks I got. I'm TJ Watt. I feel like I can get this figured out without having to check my mentions. Mm, like first, true. you had Antonio Brown on Facebook Live. Now, another initial guy, TJ Watt, on his phone, in the locker room. And plus two, you can't have your phone out all the time. You can't get caught checking your phone at a funeral. That's that's not appropriate. You that's should have had good. more respects for Ben Roethlisberger's last rites. Oh, yeah. We got to end on that. <laughs> There's nowhere to go from What that. a zinger in a game that he won and <laughs> got him to the playoffs in. <laughs> hey, uh, what a funeral. Hit, uh, hit us up at the extra points arcade, extrapoints.com slash arcade. I think Harry has pretty much clinched his head to head amongst the staff, but you could all play against us for a shot at the gold hat. We have a prop quiz game going. We have the first touchdown frenzy where you pick the first touchdown for each game. Um, there's tiebreakers. It's a lot of fun. Like Wait, what the hell? What did, what did he go last week? I think he, but I just think we're out of games. Isn't he probably seven games up on you with seven no, left? He no? was only, oh. I mean, I had a good week 18, relatively speaking, and I went three for three, not gangbusters, but that should keep me we'll in have the, to look. I thought, I thought you were five. Was he that? What'd you do last mom. week? Wow. Yeah. I don't three, know. Th- three and three. Believe me, I would love for you to beat Harry. Come back and uh, just, just go it's seven black- the rest of the way. It's a black um, eye for the rest of us. Yeah, you're right. Babyface, did I miss any TV moms? Uh, Mount Rushmore? Um, I mean, Peg Bundy's a great one. Uh, right? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, 
Like the ones we like the most or the ones we would most like to be our mom? Oh, uh, I think the ones we like them, but, you know, portrait. Oh, oh. Yeah, they're like, uh, to be our mom? Um, well, then yeah, Carla. I thought of it that way. Carla in Cheers was a was a funny mom <laughs> when her, when her daughter mom. started to come into the bar all the time. That was always a good story. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I know we're missing some. Oh, well, Marge Simpson. Oh, Marge, yeah. Yeah, she was the, maybe she the was best, delightful. maybe the greatest Simpsons of all time is when she becomes a real estate broker. That's one of the funniest uh, episodes you'll ever see of the funniest show of all time. All right, I'm going to y'all seen the show some... Yellow Jackets. Oh, yeah, everyone's talking about Yellow Jackets. The always Meg- sunny. The Megans, always the Megans did ten minutes of it. Always sunny in say... Philadelphia. The mom, which whose whose mom is it? Spaghetti. You watch the show, right? Uh, um, whose mom is it who burns the nails all the time? Uh, Max mom. Max Ma, yeah, yeah. She's, she's she's one of the, the very funniest mm. characters. Yeah, and, one of the and very Charlie's funniest. mom is the one that like uh, slept with everyone, like Santa Claus, and everyone. yeah, <laughs> that's right, that's right. That's I gotta watch uh, uh, this Yellow Jacket. I've got like five things to watch. I gotta finish Cobra Kai. I have to finish. Oh, you know what? I'm into Righteous Gemstones now. Oh, I was just about to say, boy, uh, is so that a great one, right? It's so damn good. I'm I'm still watching the first season, so. Um, uh, excellent, Yellow Jackets, excellent show. Yellow Jackets. Yeah. What is this saying, show that people are talking it's about? Not Yellow I, Stone. I keep seeing Yellowstone's it. another no, one. No, not Yellowstone. Yellow I've Jackets. A lot of Yellowstone mm-hmm. on my dad's They're the couch. Rambling my... Rack. Goodness no, gracious, Go David. Thank Go ahead. You. I want to hear <laughs> no, about uh, the Yellow Jackets. Well, I just say the, the mother Shauna in that show, as far as a TV mom goes, definitely would not want her to be my mother. Mm-hmm. But if in a spot where I feel like I would need to call a parent, She's right. incredibly equipped to handle whatever would be going down. Interesting. All incredibly right. equipped. I, I, I watched. Uh, I think I watched it all in like one day. It was. It was. It was a. Uh, it was very interesting. Cersei oh, Lannister. Football, but what's it about though? You didn't say what it's about. What? Well, I, I have no idea what the show. It's about a girl soccer team, and they uh, they end up they get in a plane crash, and they end up stranded in the woods. Well, that's not and fun. They, well, they go back and forth. I didn't say it was fun. Right. Or maybe I did say it was fun. I don't remember. It was entertaining. I was, right. It's not. You're not going to laugh too much in this one, though. Oh, because I do have one mother. football note. Go ahead. There have oh, been yeah. 19 straight That's games a without a fourth quarter lead change. Cincinnati and Tennessee is going to have it as Joe Burrow leads a game-winning fourth quarter. 19 straight this season or uh, playoff games? 19 consecutive playoff games without a fourth quarter. Wow. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Not. I'm almost positive that's it. It's either, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm circling this one. All right. <laughs> this game's going to be a gem. I, I, I'm with you. I, I think that game's going to be really fun. I'm excited. I'm Get out of my that. way. I'm on the couch all weekend watching this stuff. Extrapoints.com slash arcade. Buy something in our shop, too. Lots of fun uh, hoodies and sweatshirts and T-shirts and stickers. You want to do that. Lemon pepper parlay. It's Mother of Dragons. Twice. Yeah, she's good. Cersei right. Lannister. TJ and Martin on Lemon Pepper Parlay, Kevin Hench and uh, and uh, Dave on minus three. Oh, he loses his mind for about 40 minutes on referees. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, it went on and on about the referees. It was I, crazy. I just, you, you know, just How'd that make you feel, Dave? 
Somebody going on and <laughs> oh, on and on. Shit. Well, that's exactly right. That's why we never issue a podcast under an hour and 78 minutes. It's <laughs> it crazy. Hour 44. Uh, when he started, we had to go game by game. You could skip the Patriots game. It did not factor in at all. There's going to be bad calls in bad games, and uh, that's that's just one of them, right? But when he started, when he had three bad calls in the Patriots game, it's like, for what? <laughs> Who cares? Also, <laughs> someone got up to get a popcorn in the middle of the game, too. It also had no effect. You know, it doesn't matter. It's <laughs> Uh, enough. Well, that, that was like yeah. when I we we were forty minutes in, <laughs> and I was like, okay, so let's make. He's like, well, uh, now the Sunday mornings game. All right, it's like, oh my god. Uh, uh, making fun of Spurs and another thing about Ben week. Roethlisberger. <laughs> uh, Covered in glories, our our soccer podcast, waiver wired with spaghetti and Jen Piacenti. Lots of good DFS information there. Against all odds, listen, the Thursday episode, we do the AFC. Friday, we do NFC. We had Todd Haley on check, who I responded to the Antonio Brown thing. Very Loved diplomatic. Um, I do think AB might be looking for a spot on the Tampa Bay Bandits uh, roster come April. That proves, that proves his emotional issues that he would just immediately shoot that down. It went, Fuck like out of here. Fuck out of here. If he would have, if he would have taken six minutes to realize like, all right, you know, in two months from now, that might be a good spot for me to prove that I can behave, you know, like he needs those kind of chances right. that he shot that down, rejected it out of hand. It's probably yeah, well, going to be something he regrets. Yeah. I feel like in two months from now, that opportunity will still be there. He It'd called him a dickhead out of love. You're That's right. What it was. You're right. Todd Haley loves him too. You can tell. Uh, all right. There you go. I just want to. Them Megan's are great, there. by the way. I get shout out to that show. Lots that show's really funny. Yeah. And yes, Megan Connolly will have a uh, mega lock of the week coming off. Uh, or she did. She did pick against the Steelers last week. Shaq, you have to tune in to see. She had a bag over her head. She really kicked herself for her poor performance. But check that out. And a reminder to everyone out there: you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 